Welcome to another edition of Beyond Infinity with Piers Cunningham. Back in October 2020 in Shanghai, China, uh, there was a conference called Interspeech, which is the world's largest and most comprehensive conference on the science and technology of spoken language processing. According to the conference website, interspeech2020.org, the conference emphasizes interdisciplinary approaches addressing all aspects of speech science and technology, ranging from basic theories to advanced applications. Now, if you think about um, speech technology, speech recognition, speech-to-text technology, uh, voice assistance like Siri and Google assistance, uh, these are all things that rely on this uh, ability of software to correctly interpret the spoken word and for anyone who's tried writing a novel for example you'll know that there really are benefits to being able to uh, do this in in an efficient and accurate way Uh, also anyone who writes regularly whether it's bloggers or people who are journalists uh, or people whose whose jobs involve lots of uh, written words uh, then um, being able to Uh, at least get a a rough outline down onto the page or onto your computer screen into a document. That's a really useful thing to be able to automate. And then you may have to go back and edit, but that's something that you can't quite expect software to do for you at the moment. But mainly the benefit is to be able to accurately convert your voice into text on a screen at this stage. And there are other applications for it as well. These can be for people who've got physical disabilities, which prevent them from actually vocalizing words. You know, if you think about it, a very famous example was Stephen Hawking, the renowned astrophysicist. He suffered from a disease which actually limited his movement, so he couldn't actually move anything apart from his face. He used technology that that sensed his facial movements. He was able to move a cursor around, and that enabled him to continue as a, as a very successful astrophysicist and um, you know continue working after most people would have written him off because of his physical disability. He suffered from motor neuron disease. But he communicated using a synthesized computer voice. This was done back in the 1980s for him and it could be used operating a handheld clicker uh, which enabled Hawking to choose words from a computer and, and later When he lost the use of his hands, he switched to a system that detected facial movement. But what if you couldn't even do that? What if you had no facial movement? I mean, this is for people, maybe quadriplegic people, who've completely lost any movement at all. There is a system being developed, and this was highlighted at that Interspeech 2020 conference and the paper that was given, developing a new technique that allows more fluent communication by either supporting or even better altogether replacing the need to type out what you want to communicate by using the brain signal to do the typing instead. So a person gets wired up with a headset. This external headset measures the wearer's brain waves using an electroencephalography system, EEG, to detect the wearer's brain waves and uh, then these are processed by a computer that uses neural networks and deep learning to identify the intended speech of the user. Now, 
you might be concerned, oh, this is basically going to allow mind reading. There could be concern that the system might be used to read someone's mind, whether they wanted to have it read or not, or whether there was any medical reason for having this done. But Scott Wellington, who is a PhD researcher at the University of Bath's Centre for Accountable, Transparent and Responsible Artificial Intelligence, says that the system does require the user to silently verbalise the words they want to say. So it's not just a case of the headset picking up every thought and it being able to be transferred or translated into words on a screen. It requires the user to say the words clearly in their mind. So there's very little risk of accidentally reading a wearer's most private thoughts, which is an important point. Although perhaps as the technology develops further, uh, this may be something that changes over time. Wellington does say that he wants to, quote, manage expectations. He says that it's not easy to convert brainwaves and wind up with intended text on a screen. He likens it to having a phone conversation with a person who's outside in a heavy wind or even a hurricane. If you're shouting the same word over and over, it may be understood, but if it's a, just a naturally spoken full sentence, then it probably won't be understood in those circumstances. So it's it's an imperfect system. But as I said, maybe it'll, it'll develop further and, uh, and it'll get better and better and it will be able to understand more uh, conversational style speech. Uh, but again, it needs to be deliberately thought and then the computer needs the algorithms and the and the deep learning and the ai to be able to convert it accurately to text it's listening if you like the ecg that's attached to the head is listening and decoding imagined speech sounds from the brain signal so it's far from natural speech according to Wellington, but does already allow for a brain-computer interface that can translate a small, closed vocabulary of distinct words quite reliably. For example, if you wanted the device to speak from your thoughts the words for up, down, left, right, start, stop, back, forwards, that would be possible, according to Scott Wellington, the researcher at the University of Bath. They do expect the project to advance and to get better at extracting, extracting information from the brain signal. New machine learning techniques should push the capabilities of gaming headsets for better imagined natural speech recognition. One objective is to make the hardware that's needed to do this affordable, practical and mobile. Another method that's been used by researchers elsewhere uses a process called electrocorticography which requires a craniotomy. Now, craniotomy is, is actually invasive brain surgery. So the goal at the University of Bath is to achieve the effect of imagined speech recognition, i.e. speech that's thought and then picked up by the headset without the need for someone to cut open your head and plant sensors onto the surface of your brain. And this has really been allowed by improvements in computers uh, and also artificial intelligence and machine learning to be able to sift through the signal picked up by an EEG to detect where is brainwaves and, and, and sift through those brainwaves to be able to detect and identify with some accuracy the imagined speech. And it's funny, it's a subtle difference because when you think you are using language, but you're not deliberately thinking in words. So there is a difference. Now, Elon Musk has a startup called Neuralink, which is a neurotechnology company founded in 2016. 
It aims to implant wireless brain-computer interfaces in the most complex human organ, the brain, to help cure neurological conditions like Alzheimer's, dementia, and spinal cord injuries, and ultimately fuse humankind with artificial intelligence. The explanation that's given by Musk is that at the moment our interface to a computer from our brain is using our thumbs and fingers on a smartphone in most cases and most often. But what if we could do away with our th- thumbs and fingers as the, as the interface and, and go directly from our brain into the computer? It would make things a lot more efficient and it would allow you to write that novel much faster if that was something you were trying to do. You know, really interesting technology to translate your brain signals into synthesized speech is a great thing. It will help people who've got profound speech impediment and disabilities, people who cannot speak. They may have had throat cancer or problems with actually being able to have a voice. So for those sort of people, this would be a breakthrough technology. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au, where you'll find our complete back catalogue of over 600 podcasts. That's beyondinfinity.com.au.